My name's Steph and this is Ange. Hi. Welcome to Million Miles an Hour Mum. Knowing Ange for eight years and working with her for two, I spend a lot of time with her. But delegation for me looks like the fact that in my team of three full-time staff and myself, uh, there is not an email that gets sent that I don't know about. And as hectic as that sounds, like if you don't measure things, you can't grow them. So... Through this podcast, I'm going to ask, prod and tease out every little thing there is to know about Angela Duncan, mum of two, wife of one, going after 100 deals in heels this year. We hope you find us as interesting as we find ourselves. So I think something that we touched on in previous um, previous conversation was having had like some near 20 staff, I guess, in my time. And, and a lot of that was sort of faster turnover and has thankfully now um, slowed down is a big challenge that a lot of people have, regardless of what they're doing, is capacity. And I think being a mum capacity comes really quickly because if you have little ones that are needy at you, whether you've just got a little side hustle on Etsy or you're like working full time, it's really easy to kind of have a full cup already um, and like try to look, you know, to kind of continue from there. But especially for myself, like people, you just start to get too busy and people come to you and say, you need an RPA or you need to hire an employee or You need whatever. to delegate majority you delegate. of your tasks. And delegate such a scary word because the thought of, um, well, I think it's the same. There's a few things. There's you being more accountable because you're accountable for someone else and not just in their wages, in their day-to-day, like, what the hell do I make them do? Um, But sitting down and, like, actually identifying your strengths and your weaknesses Mm. and, like, knowing what you're good at is really important, but having that ability to be harsh on yourself, knowing what you're bad at um, or what you could potentially use, you know, what your weaknesses are, you need to, like, know where they are really, really quickly. What does delegation look like for a self-confessed control freak? Like, I feel so relieved now compared to when I first started hiring staff. Which is surprising. Which is surprising (laughs) because the things that are not my responsibility anymore, I recognise they they a thousand percent need to get done. I can tell myself ten times that they're going to do get done by me, but then day after day they will not. So you just have to get to a point where number one, you have to value you're like same thing when we came out to accountability you have to value that you're going to make sure they get done and if it's not by you it's going to be by someone else so sitting down and going right these are three roles in my business that need help and am I going to need help because it's just more like more or is it just like other items that need mm. to get done so or you're not delivering I guess the part of your business that you want to deliver whether it be that you're not turning around things and in some time. things and and this is the hard part too like some things are not profitable mm. like sometimes you have to spend money on a salary that is not going to have an immediate um reward or you're going to have to carry a cost for a period of time that is going to be a bit scary particularly earlier on but delegation for me looks like the fact that in my team of three full-time staff and myself Uh, there is not an email that gets sent that I don't know about. And as hectic as that sounds, like if you don't measure things, you can't grow them. So part of my fourth person's like role is to sit down and prepare a report card on every property that we've sold and look at all these statistics and look at all these like measurable items so that we can sit down as a team and go, okay, yeah, the property sold and the owners were happy and the buyers are happy, but there's so much more to 
our day-to-day business that I want to be perfect and I want to always be growing. I think it sometimes is putting the transaction aside and yeah. more focusing on the experience. Yeah, and on the processes and all the structure, that kind of thing. And like organising three people in my work, let alone three people in my house and two dogs and all the, you know, all the rest. <laughs> like it's a lot of stuff. So the more control you can have um, and responsibility you can pass to other people – then that flexibility will make you feel calm and then you can be in a really busy workplace but feel calm and controlled and then you are ready for a curveball. For sure. Like you're ready to catch it. I think a lot of people underestimate the anxiety of um, just having too much on and Hmm. needing to be spread – like you just spread too thin. I think it's such a common thing. I had a side hustle when I first started joining you like like that was a good idea and it completely (laughs) became – just so absolutely well, just absolutely undoable and I realized very quickly that it you just you just can't do it you can't yeah. do everything yeah and something's got to give I think I think clear roles are the key like I, I think if you like I said before when we're talking about like PAs fail because they don't know what to do and their boss doesn't know what to do with them until it's too late and then it falls apart and like a perfectly good person who had heaps of potential is gone and you've wasted thousands and thousands of dollars and hours and everyone's feeling deflated it's like, and then you've got the burden of, oh my god, I'm going to have to reteach someone. Oh, uh, like, like I said, <laughs> I've, hired, I've hired again. people I literally didn't meet because I was like, <laughs> I don't have time for this. But like, this is the this is the thing of valuing yourself. Like, it is a priority to grow, and a lot of people's blockage is, you know, where do I start? Oh, I, I'm the best person at doing this. Like, no one else can do it with me. I can tell you the sense of freedom when someone that works for you. Go, like goes out and I'm trying not to talk just about real estate but like goes out and does something that you have done a thousand times and you think you're the best at and they come in and they do it and they probably do it better than you I mean obviously there is an oh shit moment where you're like oh, the world is gonna like die I'm, without me like I'm, I'm the best like, how, yeah I'm replaceable how is this possible but like that is a part of it and I know like same thing we touched on this before too but as scary as this sounds like within my business if one of my staff resigned today as gutted as, as gutted as I would be, I have tried to create a model that is replicable and someone else with hopefully the right personality traits gets dropped into that role and we should be able to Keep continue seamlessly without too much interruption. For sure. And that person is like a black and white role where you either meet what I need or you don't and it's very much like For a ship sure. shape. And, it's take, and, like, and I'm talking about that evolves even six weeks ago. Like we're always just trying to change Mm. that. And that's where I can have a frank conversation with you and say, I'm not happy with your performance and you want to make more money and make like, that's not going to happen the way we're running. Or you need more job satisfaction. Yeah. You're not happy at work and I get that, but it's not because you don't have enough challenges. You're not embracing the opportunities Mm. in front of you. And I think as well, even putting someone in that black and white role is not to say that they couldn't change that role evolve that role grow that to I be love, 15 times I absolutely better. love people that have that intuition and mm. that initiative to come to me and go I've been working on a little something for you like die for that moment like people <laughs> go I mean sometimes I'm like like woe back like what I had was all right but <laughs> but I love that people embrace their role and it's not about a monetary satisfaction it's about I just want to be the best I can be because mm. obviously those are my people and mm. that's I guess what the whole or like, aspiration the of this situation is yeah. um um, because I have found, particularly in the last couple of months, that 
and I mean, I know we're going to talk about this, but like I have a passion for social media and like by no means. And I'm like a famous influencer. Like I have, you know, barely a thousand followers or whatever, but I have like 500 people watch my stories every day. And I'm talking about a story where I'm like, here's my kid making a mess of spaghetti in my house to here's me showing you through a modest $600,000 house in North Brisbane. But the like relationships and that connection that I feel when people engage and talk about, hey, and like, whatever, I'm a working mom and I just want to say this or, hey, I'm thinking about getting into real estate or, hey, I'm thinking about hiring a PA, like, where the hell do I start, babe? Like, or, I yeah. love, I live for that. Yeah. Or, hey, my kid throws spaghetti just like yours does. <laughs> my God, thank God. When my three-year-old sits there and says, don't worry about that, mom, the cleaner's coming, like, blow my mind on, you know, how, how this world works. But that's something that I guess has become a... Like it, it was, a, I guess, a passion or an outlet for a creative and, you know, posting photos of houses and obviously posting photos of like our 100 Deals in Heels and campaign, which is a little craft unfortunately projects. a little um, a little behind at the moment. We've got about 12 photos to catch up this week. But um, like that's something that started as a bit of a novelty, realistically. And um, I don't believe in sort of separating your business life and your personal life. Like I said, like I am, who I am who I am. And if it's not your vibe, no worries. No, mm. no problem. Move on. Um but that's something that now has also become a measurable monetary part of my business through no real intent mm. to that. So, I mean, if I sit down and have a look at the listings, opportunities that have come from social media connections in the last 12 months, like we're clearing $25,000, which is like ridiculous. Yeah. But I do believe now in a, in a world where who you know and who is, is far more important than what you know, like people are not leveraging their personal networks. And like I said, like I have friends that have businesses where they're, they're literally working from home and, and just selling a few things on the side, but like leveraging like who you know. And I said, in turn, obviously having people in you that you support their, their you know, their small businesses mm. as well. But like that word of mouth is so powerful, but word of mouth at the moment is not people sitting around a barbecue. Word of mouth is someone sharing a photo of your sold sign for you or saying, oh, Ange posted this and I love it and you should go and have a look at it too. Like mm. that is now how we use networking and how I database my personal or, network. Or even just being connected to what people are talking about. If they're even like, I'm thinking about buying a house completely outside of, I guess, your marketplace or anything like that. Yeah. Just being like, you should chat to this girl I follow on, yeah, on social yeah, media. Yeah, which sounds really lame outside like in your words it's so cringeworthy I get that but it is just the way things are evolving and it's something that you're dumb not to leverage like sure. obviously so let's let's talk more about social media obviously since we've kind of segued into that but there was a time where you were not nervous but I guess apprehensive is probably a little more um yeah appropriate on like posting things and I guess how that makes people feel or your responsibility in being a, I guess like putting content out there and or how people will I react. Think you're, or... I think you're silly to not ever consider what you put into the universe. Like once it's out there, it's out there. A, yeah. um, I, I certainly have a filter, but I think like in my, um, you know, in my marketplace at the moment, like I'm working towards like 40% market share. Like that's a lot of houses that I want them to know who I am that, you know, you, so you don't want anyone to ever be doing their research on a humble real estate agent and pull up some offensive, racist, political, homophobic. Like that's not – like that's just not smart. Like oh. you're an idiot if that's your thought. Everyone has, I think, a social obligation yeah. to be respectful. And I just think like <clears throat> if that's who – that's how you think, well, you know, they're probably not my people anyway. But um, I th – I got off track with what you were talking about. It happens all the time. I know. 
Um, no, what was your question? I said, so, so like with, with social media, like obviously. Oh, do I care? A, I used yeah, to care. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I definitely used to care more about likes or like, you know, that kind of thing. But I, same thing with the whole concept of this is like, you just grow up to a point where I am going to post what I like, or I'm going to post a photo of shoes in front of a house because that is my vibe. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> That's my little passion project. That's me right and now. If you, and if you are a person that cheers other people on, you're going to love it. I do not ever scroll my Instagram and look at someone who gets paid to post a photo of themselves in a bikini or has some bomb selfie or is posting that they're working on selling candles that they made from home and think, what a dumb, like that is not ever something that comes into my mind. I'm like, I love, I just love like sharing, oh, this sounds so, I like, I, I just love sharing that encouragement. Like if that's what you're about, I'm not, I'm not here to sit in and, and, and look at that. I would, you know, when I see like, there's a, there's a recent post from someone that, you know, like a celebrity posts a photo in a bikini and 1400 people go, you're too fat to wear that. Like that blows yeah. my mind that we live in a world where people feel comfortable to, to be so negative to someone else worse when you don't know them yeah. like that is way worse if you think that is appropriate regardless if they're on some trashy tv show or that put don't don't hide behind that that yeah. person's put themselves out there yeah. i put myself out there but if you're gonna sit there and be like oh that's so dumb or can't believe you would do that or that's so arrogant to to say that you sold this house like that's that's speaking about yourself and I just am not in that people pleaser phase anymore I am so comfortable with who I am and what I believe in and if that's not what you're if that's not on your level that's all right like mm. you don't have to be there because there's enough people that are and that's who I put in my circle of five like that's who I put in my like kind of environment mm. we we've like we love Constance Hall and everything she kind of stands for <laughs> which probably is bizarre from like she's so different to to me in for so sure. many ways but yeah but she's like I guess a fierce believer of um I don't mind a potty mouth obviously yeah but. of women being women and just I guess you know she definitely pers I, I guess posts very you know, quote, it's unquote, provocative. Un, it is, yeah. but it's it's not like your ideal perfect photo no. to, to be putting on social media, and it exposes, I guess, all the typical and I say this in inverted commas flaws. I don't of think someone. you have to be a perfect person. I don't think you have to be a perfect mum. I don't think you have to be a perfect boss. I don't think you have to be a perfect business owner. Like I just don't think you have to. Like who, like who are you doing that for? You just have to make effort. You just have to have self-accountability. You just have to try to enjoy what you enjoy. And I just think that if you separate yourself from having any interest in what other people do that's negative or has no impact on you whatsoever, you'll actually just see the benefits. It's just how the world works. Yeah. Do you wish that you could see more of people, I guess, sharing their like trials and tribulations like we tried this it didn't work because I guess that's more reality of of businesses and and personal yes and, and no same I, I think that's your personal choice some people are born over sharers like hi like that's <laughs> that's <laughs> over, here. over here like that's that's who you are some people it's just not their makeup and I don't think you should pretend to be who you're not you're like there like there'd be some people that love to like watch stuff and love to read all the stories and keep on top of it but the thought of putting them outself there is just not, not who they are yeah. it's not even about judgment they're just it's just not they're just not sharers and that's okay but i i think that's I us like track. i'm yeah. I'm, a, I'm a i don't really like to share that much i like, I like to share some things yeah but you're com the, the complete different yeah yeah, yeah. And, and that's fine yeah hmm I don't think you need to be if you if you have a passion for sharing things like I just don't I think the times are changing you know like you don't have to be a celebrity or 
a you know a university degree teacher to be influential anymore so if that's something that you feel you'd be surprised how many people pick it up Mm. and some people just love that like they just love to be part of your ride and that's something that I'm kind of learning and having fun with at the moment I think it's interesting we were commenting about something that's been implemented I guess work-wise into our um, office recently is the art of sharing I guess people different people's viewpoints and what they do really really well as opposed to what other people maybe have opportunities for and it wasn't necessarily um, someone who has had a huge amount of deals or has been inundated with awards. If you're, to, if you're talking about what like I that. think you're talking about, then yeah, I think we kind of embrace this point that, you know, in a team we have 65 staff, there's some hella different personalities and everyone has their strengths. And that's something sure. that, like, there's people in our office that maybe been in the industry for 12 months, but they're doing something really cool. And we were like, let's have a sales meeting where every week we have someone else speak about what they're good at. And I know someone sitting there from 13 years' experience or like, you know, we have one and a half million dollar writers in our business, they sit down and they're like, what the hell? This is like really interesting. And For I've sure. never looked. And then constructively, I would say we tore him apart. Constructively, we sat there and we're like, tell me how you came to this or tell me how the client reacts to that. Or, you know, like we, we sort of really broke it down and it was really interesting because you don't have to just, like I said, you don't have to look at just winners. Like lots of people have really cool insight. And if you don't have these blinders on and you head up your ass that you can't see it, uh, it's just like I said, we're, we're just like constantly learning. I think it was for me a huge smack of reality across Mate, the you face. didn't even want to come to the meeting. Like, I know. like from a, you were like, I why did. am I going to listen to this person? Yeah. What, are they, what have they got that I'm going to learn from? Absolutely. And that is a wild thought that I think 90% of who was sale, I in that moment? This is the this is the sales <laughs> team. Like, uh, like what's going on? Why are yeah. we doing this? And it's and the minute that like we started having this conversation, then we're all like, hey. Let's get him up too. And hey, can Ange talk about that? And hey, can, like, so it was really cool to just be like, let's all just take a step back for I a second, realize for why we're here. People who who thought they had nothing to gain from sitting there and giving someone half an hour of their time, believing that people can't Absol- give you anything is absolutely. so arrogant. It is, and absolutely, it's not where we're at. No, I think that's a, a huge lesson. Yeah, we spoke in the car recently, like on the way here for thirty minutes or or there or thereabouts about tearing other people down and how that brings a whole level of burden of feeling heavier and I think it does and I don't think you realize but it like it just makes you feel really heavy when you're negative Mm. about people and like I said I can remember sitting around drinking wine bitching about someone at work with with people and now like the thought of that I am mortified I am, Mm. am so embarrassed because the crazy thing is too like you end up I feel like sometimes you bitch about people that are similar to yourself too you're like like reflecting um because you're like it's almost looking at it in a mirror and you're like i know but molly um but yeah i just do think like in that whole part of evolution and like growing up we just just are just not just not where we are anymore and like i think it's like i said i think it's okay to change i think it's okay to say i'm not who i used to be but to just come to that point where as hippie and like everyone sit around holding hands as this sound it's like you just like want everyone to do well you're happy for everyone to do well i'm not no one that's like beating me in my game or whatever i'm looking at them going oh you know i can't believe that oh i hope they have a bad month or i hope something happens to them like that's not my what i found really interesting is when you said there are like obviously other people in our office who do you know a lot better than what we do I guess it's you know stat wise or um I mean, result not, wise I mean not many but. <laughs> <laughs> but you said that you don't have any element of jealousy I don't and I think person. it's weird because people assume and if they look at you from like dog eat dog real estate is it's so weird when people say to me like oh well he's beating you like you should be 
jealous. I'm like, oh, mate, like we live such different lives. And I didn't realise that he was taking food out off my table. So like, what's that's the difference to me. What's the difference between being jealous and trying to, I guess, emulate and learn from that person? I think I think jealousy is a really big reflection on where you are in your self insecurities and and I think you can have I think there's like a little tiny bit of jealousy where you're like oh I wish I had a house like that or I wish I drove that car or like little things like that but I I think if you are genuinely sitting there going I'm jealous of that person then that comes from your self accountability where you don't think you're doing everything that's a guilt yeah. like that is a guilt where you know that you're not doing everything you need to do whereas like being competitive you know like in our company like everyone is ranked and it's a transparent situation that comes out every month where I love being like oh mate I mean I'm gonna be top 10 like I'm gonna pip you out of here like that's that's different where you're using a a name on a piece of paper and a number on a piece of paper to help drive like your day-to-day numbers so I don't think that's the same but I guess you're not really stripping it back and understanding what they are doing day-to-day and how you can implement some of that as a change to your I think it's very small-minded if you don't think in any aspect of your life that there's always going to be people doing better than you like Mm. People will kick your ass in every part of life. But if you are going to just sit down and wallow and be like, well, there's no point continuing. (laughs) Like you just need to be like, okay, cool. Well, how do I – what are they doing that I could adopt? Like Mm -hmm. what are they doing that I could emulate? What are they doing that that is their God's gift and you are never going to be that person? But what are your strengths that they don't have? Look outside. What I find a really interesting point of, I guess, comparison when it comes to mindsets is that in – in life and things like that, you constantly try and compare yourself to others. Mm. You, you know, in your in your early twenties, if you were the single one and all of your close five friends are all in like long term relationships, I mean, you, and you like, can't be the hottest one of your group because we, God, yeah, you're just like, what's wrong with me? I don't have a partner. There, there should be something wrong. Or you know, our different trajectories. I've travelled a lot more, and you've stayed and built a business, and you know, like yeah. it's it's really hard to I guess compare people who have similar personalities to it's you, but just have very a different, different. It's just a different journey. Yeah, and that's that's what I've said like obviously a heap as well like it's just not everyone wants the same things and you're okay to recognize that and if you if you do find people that want the same things then like more you're gonna learn Mm. it's just yeah it's an interesting one I'm sure you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did to give Ange more insta followers or to learn anything more subscribe like and hit those show notes below